Welcome back to another episode of Stranded in the Paint. The Final Four is here, tipping off on Saturday evening. First game's at 5.14 on CBS. It's been a while. Ethan Morrison, I'm riding solo today. No Connor Lawrence with me. Um, you know, just wanted to get something out for the Final Four and have at least some content for you guys leading into these final, um, now what, three games, um, final three games in the tournament, in the March Madness tournament. Um, but first, before we dive into um, these final four uh, games that are tipping off on Saturday, Let's go over some storylines uh, over the tournament since we last talked. I mean, we last talked. We last the last podcast was probably back in February, or uh, no, I think we had one that went out early March, and we kind of discussed some of the conference tournaments. Um, and then, other than that, uh, we we've been in, on a little bit of a hiatus. Had some stuff go on, but glad to be back. Um, so let's just first go off on some of the storylines in the tournament. Starting off in the first round, um, just first and second round, really, probably one of the be- some of the better games that we saw throughout this entire tournament. Um, just just one I can really pick up on from the start was the um, thrilling game between Florida. And Virginia Tech, that first game that Florida was able to win in overtime um, on Friday afternoon, actually the first game of the tournament, they won 75-70 to over the Virginia Tech Hokies, um, who hit a buzzer, or almost a buzzer beater, um, to tie the game in the second half to send that game to overtime, and then Florida was able to pull away and get the win in the first round. Also, Ohio State... Oh, Ohio State and Oral Roberts, that was another big game. And, uh, wow, shocking. Another overtime game, 75-72 loss for Ohio State. They were upset by the 15th seed Oral Roberts. We'll get into that. Uh, Oral Roberts, we'll get into those guys a little bit later in the episode. Um, Over on that other side of the bracket. um, Also, Syracuse was able to defeat 6-seeded San Diego State. That zone was just amazing against San Diego State. Uh, Buddy Beheim was a big contributor on the offensive side of the ball for the Orange as well to lift San Diego or to lift Syracuse, excuse me, over San Diego State. Um, also, Rutgers was able to de- defeat Clemson. That was a little small upset in the Midwest region of the bracket. Um, and then as well, um, North Texas was able to defeat Purdue. That was another big upset. North Texas defeating Purdue 78 to 64. North Texas kind of had control that entire game. Um, Purdue really had no answer. They were able to come back late in that ball game. But other than that, uh, nothing much to show for, for, um, the Boyle Lakers in that first round matchup in the South region. Um, and, and then finally North Carolina, Lost to Wisconsin. Wisconsin beat them 85-62. to Complete another domination by the Badgers. And now we found out today on April 1st that Roy Williams, who's 70 years old, announced his retirement. Um, as, as we all know, he was a 
was the coach for North Carolina over the past, I don't even know how many years. He's been there forever. Um, so he announces his retirement today. UNC is going to be in search for a new head coach um, very soon. Um, moving on to the other to the left side of the bracket in the uh, first round. Uh, first game that really catches my eye was the uh, Virginia-Ohio game. We knew coming in, into this matchup that Virginia was dealing with COVID issues coming off for their ACT, ACC tournament, which was ended short due to COVID-19 issues inside the program. Virginia didn't even get to Indy, Indy until I think it was Friday, so a day before the game. We were able to shoot around Friday, shoot around Saturday, and then they had to play Ohio. Ohio was able to get out of there with a 62-58 to 58 win. Ohio, that was a pretty, uh, was a, oh my, I just forgot what I was going to say. Um, Ohio, <laughs> Ohio was a big upset pick. Uh, a lot of people picked Ohio to uh, defeat Virginia in that first round, and um, a lot of people were right there um, as well. Uh, USC was able to defeat Drake, 72-56. to 56. Drake was the playing game. Um, that was that was a pretty easy win for them. Um, Kansas had a little scare with Eastern Washington in that first round, but other than that, um, they were able to get, get out of there with an easy 11-point victory, 93-84 to 84 there. Um, other than that, let me see. Is there any more big games that catch my eye? Abilene Christian, the 14 seed, was able to defeat number three, Texas, 53-52. Shaka Smart still... Looking to find that elusive postseason victory in the NCAA tournament. We know Texas won the NIT a few years ago. But Shaka Smart, after that game, moved on. Said, I'm going to Marquette. Got the head coaching gig in Marquette. Probably not even a week after their game. Uh, after their loss to Abilene Christian. So he's moved on. Texas needs to find a new head coach. Maryland defeated UConn. That was another upset. And then finally, Bama was also... Had a scare against uh, Iona, Rick Pitino's Iona, but they were able to pull away at the end of that game, winning that game 80, or sorry, excuse me, 68 to 55. Um, then the second round, really the only big upset on the left side of the bracket in the West region would be the Oregon game. As we know, Oregon was a no contest because of VCU uh, having problems with COVID inside the bubble. Wow. Just, I, I don't know, like, what to think, what I thought about this Pac-12 conference. But, you know, Oregon took it to Iowa in the second round, beating them 95-80. to uh, That was just a great game to watch. Just, just, Luka Garza still had an amazing game, but was no match for Oregon as they were just on point the entire 40 minutes, beating them, beating the Hawkeyes 95-80. to um, but you know, other than that, it was a pretty painless, uh, day two of the round of 32, but you know, you got some other games in the right side of the bracket in the South region. Oral Roberts, uh, was able to defeat Florida, um, in, in, uh, sorry, not in overtime. They, they defeated them in regulation 81 to 78, um, Arkansas defeated 6-seed Texas Tech 68-66 to to move on to the Sweet 16. Um, and then um, also um, Oregon State uh, was able to 
or not, excuse me, not Oregon State. Um, Loyola Chicago was able to beat Illinois. That was a big upset. Yeah, Sister Jean um, and the Ramblers moved on to the Sweet 16 there, beating Illinois 71-58. to um, And Syracuse, the zone, worked out again um, against West Press Virginia. West Virginia, Bob Huggins. Hey, he got his 1,000th win at the tournament against Moorhead State. Was unable to get his 1,000th in one win against Jim Beheim and the Orange as Syracuse was able to narrowly defeat the Mountaineers 75-72. to um, Sweet 16, really, after the first two rounds, we didn't really see a lot of upsets. We didn't really see a lot of good games there. I mean, we saw the upset with Oregon State defeating Loyola Chicago. Um, but really, other than that, they were, they were, there were a lot of blowouts. Um, the one game that I really want to key in on was the Alabama UCLA game. UCLA defeated Alabama 88 to 78 in overtime. This game came down to the wire, including a buzzer beater by Alabama, um, to send that game into overtime. They were down like, I don't know. They were down, they were down three late, late in that game. I know there are a few missed free throws by Alabama, which, uh, allowed UCLA to capitalize. And then there were some other missed shots by UCLA that they should have converted on, and that gave well, that gave Mick or Mick decided not to foul. I think in the final seconds of that game, and were unable to do anything or were unable to defend Alabama. As that was just a nice shot to send that game into overtime. But UCLA pulled away right at the beginning of overtime. Alabama had no answer to the Bruins' attack on the offensive side of the ball. So the Crimson Tide lost 88 to 78 in that game. Hey, Alabama, you're still a football school. Yes, I said it. Um, yeah, Alabama. Yeah, stick to football still. I mean, they're still. I mean, yes, they had a good season, but you know, to lose to lose in that fashion, um, to UCLA. I mean, I thought they were going to get to at least the Elite Eight but they were unable to get past UCLA to make it to that point. Um, really, Gonzaga, this is like the Gonzaga Invitational. They plow through um, USC, or they plow through Creighton in the Sweet 16, beating them 83-65. to 65. Then they plow through, 80, or through USC, almost putting up a similar score, 85-66. to 66. Um, And then the big game in the Elite Eight in the East region, was Michigan and UCLA. That game went to overtime. Talk about a low-scoring game, 51-49. to UCLA won in, in overtime. That was that went into an extra frame, and it was still a low-scoring game. Michigan, like, didn't score for forever in that second half, which allowed UCLA to, you know, play their game and play and, you know, just do enough to get past Michigan as they moved on to the Final Four. Um, on the other side of the bracket, Baylor, they were moving through teams pretty easily. Um, in the Sweet 16, they defeated Villanova 76-63. to Then Baylor moved on and beat Arkansas 81-72. to um, Houston as well, they played Oregon State, or they played Syracuse, excuse me, in the Sweet 16, defeated them easily 62-46. to Really, the zone didn't cause as much problems as I thought it would on the Cougars offense. I mean, one one thing was that Buddy Beheim and the Syracuse offense was non-existent throughout that entire game, which really did the orange in 
in that one. And then or, uh, Houston had a date with Oregon State. Um, that was the big Cinderella story here in this tournament other than Oral Roberts um, with Houston defeating uh, Oregon State, the uh, Beavers, 67-61 uh, to, to advance to the Final Four. So, finally, after all of that, we are down to four. Um, You know, do I like this Final Four? I think I do. Um, You know, I, I, I like seeing the one seeds. And then you have a two and an eleven, so it's it's a little it's a, it's it's a nice it's a nice mix of powerhouse teams that you know should have made it, got made their way through their regions and you know played well. Not many scares with Gonzaga; they they just plowed through a lot of. John Rothstein has said that Gonzaga is playing in their own invitational, as they've just been able to completely dominate every team. I think their closest game was eighty-seven to sixty-one to Creighton. Or eighty-seven or eighty-seven to seventy-one against Oklahoma. Excuse me, that was their closest game. Other than that, they just rolled through. And you know, how about UCLA? From first four to final four, they were one of those last four in. Um, and you know, down to Michigan State at the half. Um, in the first four. Um, it was kind of interesting to see this team kind of grow over their tournament stay. And, you know, this, I mean, the game in the first four, that game went into overtime as well. So they had to, they had to weather the storm in that one. And then just all throughout this tournament, they've just been able to find a way to get the job done and, you know, make their way to the first four or the final four, which is, I think, believe it's the first time since 2008 UCLA has been, has made the final four. So congrats to them um, and Mick Cronin. Wow, what a guy. That guy is so animated. He might be the angriest coach in college basketball, but I love the man. A little bald man. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, if I had to say Gonzaga, UCLA, Baylor, Houston, who who are my picks? I mean, Gonzaga, the, the, the easy and safe pick would be Gonzaga would move on to the national championship over UCLA. But I don't know. This decision is not easy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to Baylor and Houston. The Battle of Texas. This one's difficult as well. But I mean I feel like Baylor I really didn't see them as a national championship content or contender. Especially going into this tournament. They struggled especially coming off of their COVID, um, COVID scares during the regular season, um, having a close game with Ohio, uh, excuse me, Iowa State out of their quarantine and then playing a few rough games here and there in the Big 12. I know we've discussed that at length it, uh, on previous episodes of Stranded in the Paint. But, you know, I, I don't know what to think of this team. I really don't. But, I mean, they, they were able to move through their region fairly easily. Not many scares. Um, Arkansas, they handled pretty pretty easily there. Um, Houston, um, you know, they're a great team as well. So I, I think I'm going to have to go Baylor here. And just for the sheer pandemonium that might ensue, I'm going to go UCLA. So it's going to be Houston, UCLA, 
in the national championship game. Um, that's my picks. I mean, I just see UCLA is on a roll right now, and I don't feel like they can be stopped. I thought Michigan was going to be the one to stop them, and, and, you know, Michigan would face Gonzaga in the Final Four, which would have been an insane matchup. But, you know, with this UCLA team, you don't know what can happen. I mean, just the way they've they've played throughout, like I've said, this entire tournament, they've played amazing. I don't know if they're going to start running out of steam now since they had to play that one extra game and they've had to play in overtime now two times in this tournament. Um, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see um, what what will happen in that one. But I'm I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say it. UCLA is gonna win and beat Gonzaga. Yeah, the undefeated team is not gonna make the national championship game and will not win the national championship game. Hasn't happened. I don't think I don't think it's happened in a long long time if it even happened at all. But uh, I I don't really. I'm just gonna say UCLA. I I don't know. I, I still think Gonzaga will probably win this game, but I'm just going to go with UCLA. UCLA, Baylor, and the National Championship game. Who do I go with? Um, You know what? Screw it. UCLA will be the National Championship over Baylor. Um, You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like if you're an 11 seed and you're playing this well, I mean, they're no loyal to Chicago. They're, they're in the Pac-12. They're in the Pac-12. So it's not like they're in a mid-major conference like the Missouri Valley, like Loyola Chicago was when they were an 11 seed back in 2018. This is a this is a confident team right now with some great coaching backing them. And then on the other side, I mean you got you got the you got the same thing, but you know, you got you got Baylor who really had a cakewalk through through their region. And then they have to play Houston, which is definitely going to be a tough game. But who knows what will happen there? But you know, just these how how these two teams match up. I I just feel like the way UCLA has been playing will push them over the edge um, in that one. Um, so yeah, UCLA. My prediction will be your national champions of this COVID season. The 2021 national champions will belong to the Bruins. Um, so yes, there you go. What what a crazy, 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 crazy tournament this has been. Luckily, there ha- there wasn't many COVID scares. There was only that one game that was postponed, and that I think one of one or I think an official tested positive um, before the tournament even started. But I'm glad that. Um, everything worked out. Everyone stayed healthy uh, throughout the entire tournament uh, run, so there there weren't um, as many postponements. I think um, just how everything was organized, everything that was organized, um, it was organized well in a way that everyone stayed safe and were able to play basketball, and we were able to witness a full tournament this year that we missed out on for so so long. Um, so yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed, I'll get some content out um, either on the website or another podcast after the national championship. Hopefully, going to have a reaction on that um, post-game after everything is all said and done on Monday night. Um, These games are at 4 or 
So Gonzaga and UCLA will be playing at 514 on CBS on Saturday. And then at 837, Baylor and, or Baylor and Houston excuse me, will tip off on CBS. So those are your final four games. National Championship games scheduled for, um, I believe, 9 o'clock on CBS on Monday night. So um, you should definitely... Definitely, definitely. If you've paid attention, or if you've paid attention to this whole tournament, definitely tune into those games. Obviously, um, as the tournament comes to a close on Monday night, and a champion will be crowned. Um, so hopefully, like I said, I'll have content out. I'll have a post game reaction. Hopefully, out Monday night after the game on, uh, as like a little post game reaction. Uh, so make sure you follow, stay up to date on all the socials. Follow Stranded underscore Sports on Twitter. For all the updates and all the different things that might be going on um, this upcoming week. And I hope to see you then. I'm Ethan Morrison. We will see you, hopefully, when a champion is crowned.